This is Herded Here with Swanee on 740 The Fan. You'll get the insight and latest information on North Dakota State football. From the tailgate lot to the football field, our countdown is on. Here's your host of Heard It Here, Josh Swanson. Kick the tires and light the fires, Bison Nation. Fill your glasses and start throwing around those high fives and libations because it's semi-final Saturday at the Fargo Dome as we are four quarters from Frisco. The Bison squaring off against Big Sky with a little bit of attitude coming into the Fargo Dome, thinking they're cooler than that girl in your high school class, that mean girl who thought her stuff didn't stink. That's how Montana State and their fans are rolling into the Fargo Dome for the 1 o'clock showdown on ESPN2. And the Bison got a chip on their shoulder, the offensive line. Boy, oh, boy. I would not want to be Montana State's front seven today because Coach Blazek and Dylan Radens and Big Zach and Carson Schoening, Cordell Volson, those guys are not happy after their performance against Illinois State where the Bison did not manage to score a touchdown, won a 9-3 rock fight. That changes today. That absolutely changes today, and we'll tell you why this hour on Heard It Here with Swanee. We are live from Buffalo Wild Wings by the Fargo Dome. The place is filling up. Again, we've got sponsors, our good friends at Muscatel Burns Ford of Holly. Get your next Ford from Ward in Gate City Bank. Show your bison pride today with the free NDSU Gate City Bank debit card. Visit GateCity.com. Bank slash my card, Gate City Bank, for a better way of life. Member FDIC, and of course, Seaberg Power Sports, Weldon's Tire Service, Yacht Key Insurance, Altendorf Trucking and Express, and Norwood Sales. So let's tee it up, Bison Nation, because I know you're excited. It is the most wonderful time of the year for the ninth year in a row. NDSU is hosting a semifinal game to put that into perspective. Montana State is one of the better teams in the FCS. The last time they even sniffed and played in a semifinal game was 1984. Ronnie Reagan was in the White House. Your buddy old Swanee was two years old, maybe wearing diapers, maybe wearing pull-ups. I don't know. I was only two years old. I don't remember much. North Dakota State lost in the Division II National championship game, Detroit State on a last-second field goal at the gun, a 50-yarder by a freshman kicker. The 1980s would go on to be a decade of dominance, as is this decade. Playing in the last football game of the teens, 2019, it's been a decade of dominance for North Dakota State. And live in the moment today, Bison Nation. Yeah, there's a game, and we're four quarters to Frisco, but enjoy the moment. Enjoy the atmosphere. I know a lot of you are out at tailgating, getting things cranked up. Look around to your buddies. You give them an extra pat on the back today. You say, darn right, I'm glad to be here with you as a part of Bison Nation. Take an extra shot of ice hole, whatever you're using to warm up. Fill that cup with a little extra Bison cheer. 
and just revel in it a little bit because there is no other fan base in college football that gets to do and has gotten to do what we are doing this last decade. For literally every year this weekend, for the last decade, the Bison have been playing for the right to go to the national championship game. And in seven of those eight games, the Bison won. The Bison won, and a lot of that had to do with the support in the Fargo Dome. Now, it's been a story, Bison Nation. I know you're tired of hearing about it. Will the fans pack the dome? Oh, there's going to be all kinds of empty seats, and it's just not the same because fans are bored. You answered the bell and the challenge this week. We have a sellout. It is standing room only. You need to be loud. That is your job today. On first down, on second down, on third down, you need to be the 12th, 11th, not 11th, see if I can count right, the 12th, the 13th, the 14th man for the code green defense, making it hard for Montana State to communicate. One of the biggest misnomers that I've heard all week is this, that when a team comes to the Fargo Dome a second time in the playoffs, boy, oh, boy, they're ready for it because it doesn't phase them anymore. They've seen the bright lights in the big stage, and it doesn't get to them. Prove those folks saying that dead wrong. I remember a Sam Houston State team was been in here a couple times. How'd that work out for them? They got housed every time. How about South Dakota State? They've won here before in the regular season. They're 0 in 4 in the Fargo Dome, in the playoffs, including last December when that building was lit. It was rocking. The energy is different for this game. You feel it once you walk into the door. There's a vibe. There's something hanging in the air. From the moment you walk in and you see the rest of Bison Nation in the concourse, the hair on the back of your neck stands up. When you get to your seat, you feel that energy. You feel it as the moments tick down till kickoff you feel it with the hype video then the intro video and on that kickoff that place is ready to blow the roof off that's where it needs to be at today south dakota state the best team they had last year Taryn christian coming into the fargo dome got rocked the code green defense took it to him easton stick the juggernaut the dual threat quarterback all-time winningest dude in the fcs i'm wearing the number 12 yellow bison jersey today for the yellow out. He had himself a game. I expect Trey Lance to have himself a game today. And last week's just not on him, man. A few of you guys have asked me about that, and I've done some radio interviews this week, folks, saying, ah, Trey's kind of come back down to earth a little bit. The bison need to run the ball better. The bison need to do a better job running the football we have been living especially last week against illinois state we were living in third down and seven in third down and eight if you're in third and seven and third and eight versus a third and two or third and three it's easier for the defense to defend you the bison need to do a better job running the ball today Yeah, I know Illinois State had some big dudes up front in that front seven, and we told you about that last week on Heard It Here with Swanee live from Buffalo, 
Wild Wings by the Fargo Dome. Come and grab a table. They're filling up fast. They got drink specials. They got breakfast specials. You can buy yourself a gift card if you're still doing your holiday shopping. They're giving out deals on that. The Bison were not able to run the football effectively. Montana State's front seven, they're not Nickel State's front seven. By the way, NDSU's offense did pretty well that second half against the Colonels. Montana State certainly isn't a Missouri Valley football conference front seven. And I think the Rams move the pile today. I think the Rams get a push. I think Coach Blazik will play some sound from him later here this morning. I think North Dakota State, Illinois State did a good job coaching their boys up schematically, bringing an extra linebacker or DB down on a lot of the run plays. And we told you, man, we told you that that would happen. And we also told you this, red zone opportunities, that if the Bison turned their red zone chances into touchdowns, they would be fine. But if they settled for field goals, we would have a four-quarter game. Go back to the tape. Go back to the tape because that's what we said. This whole playoff, if there's one thing, the Bison offense all year has been very, very good. But in this playoffs, once they've gotten into the red zone, they've been inconsistent. They haven't been making the plays. You could point, well, Swan, Christian Watson was pass interfered with last weekend. They were grabbing his jersey and giving him a hug like your grandma gives you a hug on Christmas. There was no flag. I don't care. That was one play. We need to do a better job in the red zone, running the football and converting on those opportunities. And we're talking short field goals last week. And, and credit to Griffin Croza. He was the difference. He was the difference last week. Code Green played out of their minds. They held James Robinson under 100 yards. The Redbirds only crossed midfield twice. Montana State's run game, I'm telling you right now, is not as good as Illinois State's. They've got some playmakers. They might connect on one or two. But drive after drive, play after play, to stick with North Dakota State through the course of a ball game, I don't see Montana State doing that. But credit to Griffin Crows and nailing field goals of 38, 33, and 22 yards, but those are short field goals. That's kicking a field goal from the 12-yard line, from the 23-yard line. If North Dakota State can turn its red zone opportunities today into touchdowns, we're going to be hearing if you want to play in Texas, you better have a bison in the band sometime in the third quarter. If they can't do that, we're going to have ourselves a fourth quarter game. Montana State, the blueprint, they're going to want to do exactly what Illinois State did to North Dakota State last weekend. I think they want a rock fight. I think they want to rack up time of possession. I think they want to keep Trey Lance in the Bison offense off the field. Christian Watson, first half last week, almost 100 yards receiving and radio silence in the second half. And I think, I'm not making excuses for anybody, but at a certain point in that football game, you can call it the offense not showing up. I'll tell you this, I think it was complimentary football. I think at a certain point in that second half, NDSU said, our defense is going to make nine points hold up. So offense, take care of the football. Don't put us in a bad position. Don't give them any field position. And we're going to play keep away, and we're going to rely on that code green defense to bring it home. I know you guys don't like that, but we're playing today. There are four teams in America playing right now. Illinois State's at home. South Dakota State's at home. UNI's at home. 
The Montana Grizzlies are home. The Bison are playing the Bobcats today. Take a win in the playoffs and appreciate it. When you're tailgating this morning, tell you what I've told some of my fans, including Brother Swan, that movie Frozen with those singers, and they got that song, Let It Go. Just let it go. Let it go. Don't ruin your tailgate and harping about, oh, the Bison offense needs to do better uh, play calling. Tyler Roll, blah, blah, blah. Tyler Roll has done an excellent job play calling this year, and it's about winning football games. The Bison do that through a complimentary system. But I will tell you this, friends. I will tell you this. I'm banking on the Bison offense today. I think the Rams come out, those big guys up front. I think they paved the road. I think they're mad. I think Coach Blazek and the rest of the offensive staff has them ready to go. I think Tyler Roll's got a good game plan dialed up, and I think the Bison, after the first two playoff games, are not happy with how they performed. I think they're upset about it. You think we're mad? Please. If this is how we're feeling, how do you think those guys in that locker room and the Bison football offices are feeling right now? This is the big stage. This is what they live for, and I think they're going to deliver this afternoon. Stick around. We've got a great rest of the show. we got Chase Miller from 740. AM the fan and Nolan Schmidt from Bison Illustrated. want to thank our show sponsors, Gate City Bank. Whether you're buying, building, or refinancing, Gate City Bank provides locally approved, financed, and serviced home loans. Gate City Bank for a better way of life. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, and Muscatel Burns Ford, a Holly, get your next Ford from Ward. More heard here with Swanee from Buffalo Wild Wings North by the Fargo Dome. Coming up right after this. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. That lead guitar is hot, but not far loose. Bison Nation, let's let this one play a little bit, huh? So rolls enough that both are faded love, and let's all dance. If you're gonna play in Texas, gonna play in Texas you, you better have a bison in the band. True story. Tales of bison, lore and legend. It was 2012. North Dakota State was playing Georgia Southern in the national semifinals in a game that would ultimately be known as Georgia Southern 2, where a certain guy named Brock Big Play Jensen on a fourth and goal from the three-yard line put in a touchdown that will live in bison infamy and lore for the ages to beat Georgia Southern. And Brother Swan, old Justin Swanson, sitting there high atop the Fargo Dome press box. Hits play on a song called If You Want to Play in Texas. You gotta have a fiddle in the band by Alabama. That bison tradition was born that night in December 2012, and that was Justin Swanson's brain child. Yeah, he's my twin brother, and I'll take credit for that idea. Even though I had nothing to do with it, I think he was saying, you know, what would my brother, my dear, dear twin brother, want to hear for music, and I will play that song so we did in bison nation i know a tailgating you're going to be jamming and rocking out to it i know it's one of the best parts of the year when the bison play if you're going to play in texas for the national semifinals, and to do that today they're going to need to do a better job running the football and being more efficient in the red zone this is herded here with swanee we are broadcasting live from buffalo wild wings north by the Fargo Dome after this. Stay tuned for more FCS excellence as Chase 
Miller brings UFCS Saturday. Nolan and I will stick around for a few minutes. I'm still working on a big, big, big old cold or warm beverage, as it were. It's going to take me a while to finish that. We're happy to be here with you. Happy that Gate City Bank buying, building, or refinancing start with the free immediate pre-approval from Gate City Bank and experience a better home loan. Visit Gate City dot bank for a better way of life member fdic equal housing lender and muscatel burns for a holly get your next board from ward bringing you this radio show before we went into the break we were talking about the offensive line in the rams we got josh back at the studio running the board for us josh let's tee up that sound from ndsu offensive line coach aj blazing We'll have to control the line of scrimmage and handle the box. You know, it's, it's one thing last last week I, I did a rough job preparing the guys. You know, we saw some looks and we knew they were coming, but we saw a lot of them. And uh, we probably needed multiple answers. And this week we'll go into this this with plenty of answers. The guys are going to be ready to go and it's really get their mojo back to, to sprint to hit and, and, and own the box. Got to sprint to hit and own the box, baby. Chase Miller, is it as simple today as the Rams having a good game? And if... The Rams have a good game. We'll be back in Frisco in a few weeks. Well, we always talk about NDSU. They go as the offensive line and the rushing game goes. I mean, this is a team that almost averages 300 yards per game on the ground, and and a vast majority uh, reason for it is because you have the Volsons of the world, the uh, Johnsons of the world that find ways to get past the first to the second level, and then you allow a Ty Brooks to make a cut. The one thing that I'm curious to see is if they go stretch if they go power, if we see some more jet sweeps today, how is NDSU going to pull out the entire package? Because last week they kind of went between the tackles a lot against Illinois State. They didn't get to the boundary that much. If you remember down in Brookings, they didn't want to go up against Christian Roseboom. They went to the boundary all the time. They barely ran it up the middle, and one or two times they did, they hit the big home run play because of a missed tackle in a gap or in a lane. So at the end of the day, is Tyler Rowe going to make this a you know east-to-west game for a little bit then come back north to south or is he going to start with i want to run the ball downhill i want to hit you square in the mouth and keep running it because if montana state can stuff that early on they're going to be in this football game if they can't and the bison get those three five yard rushes with that momentum then all of a sudden you can say ndsu is going to wear down the bobcats d and they're going to have a really good shot of making this a wide open game in the second half those will be something that i will see as this game moves along will tyler roll make this an east to west jet sweep stretch kind of ball game or is he going to run that power run that maybe quarterback keeper one or two times and try to get it right up the middle linebacker of the bobcats we've seen christian watson take at least maybe one or two carries every week it seems like and i I mean, I don't see anything different. Uh, to your point, Chase, uh, you brought it up earlier. Illinois State did a re- really great job on the boundaries containing that outside stretch or if they're running a jet sweep or if Trey Lance wants to bou- bounce outside the tackles. You know, does Montana State put together the game plan to do that or do they game plan to take away the A-B gaps? If you're playing North Dakota State, I'm more inclined to take away the A and B gaps before I take away the outside of the tackle gaps and the jet sweeps. So... I'm just I'm questioning if Montana State has the personnel to take away one or the other or take away both. I don't think they have the capability to take away both. To your point, Chase, I see Tyler Roll going to the outside, bouncing outside, running that stretch rate because you bring up the game in Brookings, wear him down with the power, and then what they do on fourth and one. They ran a stretch play to the outside with Adam Cofield, broke a tackle, ran it, won the game. 
I mean, do you soften them up north to south? I think I'm more inclined to believe that North Dakota State softens up Montana State with a north to south run game early, whether that's with a Trey Lance quarterback keeper a few times or Adam Cofield powering it through. And then they open up those gaps on the outside, knowing that Montana State is maybe going to over-pursue for those A and B gaps. It's a soft underbelly of the Bobcats defense, or maybe we run right at the teeth of them. One of the things, Bison Nation, that's so important, you need to get that initial push from the Rams, and I will tell you why. What were we missing last week? You didn't see the explosive play as we've grown accustomed to from this Bison offense where it's a Ty Brooks or a Cofield getting to that second level, meaning you get past the line of scrimmage, past the clutter, and all of a sudden you have some open field, and Cofield or Brooks puts out a move, B-button, juke spin. All of a sudden they've got 20 yards and all kinds of space, and they're running for a touchdown, Bison. They didn't do that. They weren't able to do that because they were jammed up. There are too many hands on them touching them at the line of scrimmage. The Rams got to get that push, drive the line, and give our backs an opportunity to get to that second level. Let's cue up Let's, uh, that sound, Josh, from Cordell Bulls, an NDSU offensive lineman, pride of McHenry County in North Dakota. Let's hear what Cordell has to say about being a Ram. I don't know. It's it's. You think of a lot of guys when you talk about Rams. You, a guy that really sticks out to me is Austin Kunert, a guy that I uh, had the privilege to play with. You know, just a tough, physical, smart football player who who played his tail off every single play. Um, you know, I think he's kind of the epitome of a Ram. Um, you know, another guy I think of Zach Johnson, who's currently with us right now, just shows up to practice every single day and just gives it his all and uh, plays plays for something bigger than himself. You know, as an offensive lineman, it's never about you. It's always about the score at the end of the game, you know. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's what being a Ram is, is selfless, just playing your tail off and showing up to work every day and giving it your all, so... Hard hat, lunch pail, workman-like mentality. That's what North Dakota is, man. That's what the upper Midwest is. That's embodied by our Rams. And I love the Rams. If you sit by me at games, I'm cheering, yelling, let's go Rambos! Let's go Rams! Let's go Rams! I know Nick Prothrow and the Six Flags boys, Yonser, Dan, and Shannon, they're like, yeah, Swanee, you sure do <laughs> say that. Bing and Schmo up from the western part of the state. Like a PG Disney version of Bing, that's a different story. We'll get into later. I love the passion, Bison Nation. You need to be loud. You need to stand up today. But the Rams, I like them. I'm a little guy with a big heart. When I was at NDSU in college, I drank so much beer with guys like Adam Tadish and Justin Buckwalter and Rob Hunt. Good old Rams. Good dudes. I want to see our Rams. Just get after it today, guys. Just punch Montana State in the mouth. Get physical. I want to see the pancakes. Nolan, like you used the word earlier, nastiness. I want to see some nasty from the offensive line we're going to take our last break of the show give us some time when we come back to talk about game predictions we'll talk a little bit about the james madison weber state game want to thank our presenting sponsors gate city bank show your buys and pride today with the free ndsu gate city bank debit card visit gatecity.bank slash my card gate city bank for a better way of life member fdic muscatel burns Ford holly get your next ford from Ward, and of course, Norwood Sales, Altendorf Trucking and Express, Yankee Insurance, Walton's Tire Service, and Seaberg Power Sports. Folks, we're just getting warmed up on semifinal Saturday here on Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM The Fan. 
love Texas songs this time of the year. It warms my Christmas heart. Bison brothers and sisters, and we are preaching this morning on Heard It Here with Swanee. Do yourselves a favor. If you're on Twitter, jump onto Twitter, and I could do some shameless self-promotion and say, follow Swanee 8. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say follow Ty Brooks at 28TXB. Ty Brooks has a big game today, but boy, oh, boy. Old number 28 is pumped up. He's got a tweet out there, and I can't read all of the words because it's a little expletive-laced. I love the passion. Get y'all blank up and get this dome blank rocking today. Exclamation points. Preach, Ty. You preach to Brother Swan. I'm with you, baby. I'm with you. And I've been calling it. Guys, I'm a broken record. I don't care. I don't mind one bit that for two years I've been saying about every other show. Today's the day the Bison get a special teams touchdown. Today's the day we get a big return, and Trevor Height has been so close on so many punts, breaking one to the house, and my mind flashes back to December 2015 when a guy named Eric Perkins, old Perk, who's on this coaching staff against Richmond before the half, he housed a punt, and good night, Libby. Turn off the lights because the Bison are going to Frisco today. Trevor Height or Ty Brooks or Christian Watson is going to return a kick or a punt for a touchdown. What do you think of that? Listen, Ty Brooks, you tweet that, and you'd probably, uh, the traditional person would read that and be like, wow, that has expletives in it. I don't know. I mean, obviously he's pumped up. But this is the last game in the Fargo Dome for Ty Brooks. This is the last game in the Fargo Dome for 14 seniors, right? They want that atmosphere. They want that semifinal atmosphere in the Fargo Dome, standing room only. I don't disagree with you, Swanee. I think we've we've talked about it up in the box the last few weeks is that Trevor Height has been really close and outside of maybe a few block in the back a few block in the back penalties, I think, against Nickel State, he would have had multiple, maybe like thirty plus yard returns mm-hmm. uh, bring him back with those penalties, but he's close. He's close, you know. I I don't know the the inside out of the Montana State punter, but Trevor Height's done a really good job this year, especially coming off a guy. He has to replace Darius Shepard, guys. Darius Shepard was a was an All FCS special teams player last year as a senior, and Trevor Height has to come in and replace that as a, as a walk on, I believe. He's done a pretty dang good job. So I mean, I don't disagree with you, Swanee. He's really close. He's on the cusp. I'm more inclined to believe we see a punt return before we see a kick return. But we also have seen Kobe Johnson return a kick return at Youngstown this year. So who knows? Before talking about how we see this game unfolding at one o'clock this afternoon, Josh, let's play talking Noel and saying you know Ty Brooks seniors playing their last game at the Dome. Let's cue up that sound. Mark Miller from North Carolina, Bison alum with the Bison fire hat. He just walked in to B-dubs here on Herd of Deer with Swanee. Josh, let's play the sound from Jimmy Football, James Hendricks, talking about this being the last game in the Dome for the seniors. We wouldn't want it any other way. I think you know, throughout our whole career, we've had the opportunity to maximize our games out in the Fargo Dome, um, and p- to be able to do that, it's just—it's a great feeling as a senior, knowing that this is going to be our last one. I think it allows us to just enjoy it a little bit more, appreciate it a little bit more, um, and just cut it loose. There's nothing to lose. It's our last one in the dome. Um, you know, it's just a pretty surreal feeling, but at the same time, you know, we're just so excited that we get one more opportunity to share um, a stage like this with with Bison Nation and all our fans and and with the team that we got this year chase miller i I don't know if this bison senior class is going to let this team lose today how do you see 
the game unfolding this afternoon at the Fargo Dome. Yeah, another selfish plug. You can hear more of that interview coming up in about 25 minutes or so here on 740 The Fan with James Hendricks. Had a chance to speak with him on Media Day on Tuesday, so we'll play that entire interview back, talk about the Montana State game playing as a senior and the whole nine yards. But I look at this football game, and I'm going to sound kind of like, wow, you've said the same thing the last three weeks, but it's true. If the Bison come out on a hot start and get up early, this could avalanche very quickly, like in the second-round game against uh, Montana State. Now, Jeff Choate said earlier in the week that Bobcats can't beat Bobcats, meaning you can't have penalties, you can't have turnovers, you can't have a, a second-and-five play all of a sudden become a third-and-ten via sack or a tackle for loss. And it's the same thing for North Dakota State to a degree. They've kind of been their own worst enemy with some turnovers. Uh, not turnovers, with some penalties in the special teams games with uh, missing some field goals, obviously, against Nichols. Granted, Will Cardinal, redshirt freshman coming in over Griffin Crosa, you're going to have a one or two kicks, which you're probably not going to make. But if NDSU can get out, I'm going to say it again, to a fast start and get some points, even if it's a field goal early, and force Montana State to punt and not score, not answer, and they get the ball back and they get up by two scores, then all of a sudden you make that second or third possession for Montana State, be like, if you don't put something up on the board here, it could avalanche really quickly inside that Fargo with 18,000 fans, that ratcheted level that you, you're going to see. So I think it's going to be a, a closer game than probably what a Swanee is going to predict. I'm going to go 27-13. I think NDSU does enough to get the job done. I think Montana State comes in, makes it a good first quarter because NDSU just hasn't had good starts recently. I think that trend continues, but the Bison are able to overcome it today and get back to Frisco. Spread 17. I looked at it uh earlier in the show here 17 points which is maybe like the lowest spread of the year i don't know off the top of my head but it's still you know almost a three score game uh i I think a lot has been made of how whatever you want to say about the offense how they played against illinois state and i think that is dictating a lot of what this game's narrative is yep i think well they only scored nine points they only did 53 yards in the second half against illinois state there's no evidence to believe that it's going to be any different against Montana State. And Montana State is playing, and they've won six in a row. They've got the momentum, this and that and the other. I'm telling you guys, we get sick of it every Monday and every every time after the game, Chase. But Matt Ent says it. He says, we went 1-0 and this week, right? That's all this team cares about. They don't care that they scored nine points last week against Illinois State. They don't care that they had 53 yards in the second half against the Redbirds. They're coming into this game, I think, with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because people seem to believe that Montana State has a legitimate shot of upending them here at the Fargo Dome today. I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to see the Bison team that we've seen all year. We're going to see explosive plays. We're going to see another gem of a game from Code Green. They've game-planned for every opponent so well this year. I can't see it being any different against Montana State. Whatever the looks they give them on offense, Wildcat, whatever, I, there's nothing with Montana State that says otherwise that NDSU is going to at least win the game. I, I think I think they win by by I think they cover the spread, guys. I think they yes. I, I think they win 35 to Zero. Th- 13. <laughs> 35 to 13 is is my score. I, th- I I think and I think Jeff Choate's comments earlier in the year about or earlier in the week about North Dakota State has given this team a lot more momentum for for better or worse. I, I think that really has. 
This Bison team is ready to rock and roll. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings North. Stick around for Chase Miller's FCS Saturday. We got drink specials. We got tickets to give away. We got breakfast specials. Want to thank Muscatel Burns for the Holly. Get your next Ford from Ward. Gate City Bank, show your Bison pride today with the free NDSU Gate City Bank debit card. Visit gatecity.bank slash mycard. Gate City Bank for a better way of life. Member FDIC. Seaberg Power Sports, Walton's Tire Service, Yankee Insurance, Altendorf Trucking and Express, and Norwood Sales. Heroes are born. Legends are made on games like today. And this Bison senior class, for as young as this team is, you're going to see some seniors make some plays. Ty Brooks is going to have himself today. And I want to tell you, Bison Nation, enjoy this semifinal Saturday, drinking beers with your buddies and your family before Christmas. Not all fans can do this. We're special. The culture, the tradition, embrace it. And I want to tell you about the herd. Now, this is the law of the prairie. As old and true as the sky. And the bison that keep it will prosper. And the bison that break it will die. As the creeper that girdles the tree trunk. This law is the final word. For the strength of the herd is the bison. And the strength of the bison is the herd. Be that 12th man today. Be loud. Support your team. Make it a show on ESPN2 on first down, on second down, in third down. Third down. you got to rock that dome. you got to get behind the defense. you got to make it loud. Be there for your team. It's a bison day, baby. Enjoy it. For Chase Miller and Nolan Schmidt, I'm Josh Swanson. Stick around for FCS Saturday. Coming up, baby. Listen here, boys and country, as Swanee and the rest of the folks at the home ranch lasso up the good, bad, and mostly the ugly, the really ugly. Like a hard day and night of tailgating for 15 hours ugly of NDSU's opponents on the Thundering Herd cast. It's all good, Bison Nation. I know you're out there in the tailgating lots or making your way to tailgating for this afternoon's 1 o'clock semifinal tilt against Montana State at the Fargo Dome, the ninth straight year the Bison have hosted a national semifinal game. This game is on ESPN2. Another opportunity for the Bison on a national stage. Last weekend on ESPN, about 1.8 million. That's 1.8 million with an M. Viewers watched NDSU's game against Illinois State, making it the most watched of the four quarterfinal matchups. And you're locked and loaded on Heard It Here with Swanee on 7.40 a.m. The Fan. Make sure to check out our show page at 740thefan.com. Go to the podcast tab and also subscribe to the Thundering Herdcast podcast on Apple iTunes. Search Thunder and Herdcast. That show page is at 740thefan.com as well. Want to thank our sponsors, Muscatel Burns Ford of Holly. Get your next Ford from Ward, Seaberg Power Sports, Welton's Tire Service, Yankee Insurance, Altendorf Trucking and Express, Norwood Sales and Gate City Bank, buying, building, or refinancing. Start with the free immediate pre-approval from Gate City Bank and experience a better home loan. Visit gatecity.bank for a better way of life. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Two teams today, Chase Miller, Nolan Schmidt. Two teams in the Bison and the Bobcats that both rely on the running game. Their offense goes through running 
the football. And on a tail of the tape, rushing nationally this year, NDSU's fourth and FCS at 285.9 yards per game. Montana State is seventh at 265 yards per game. Defensively, they're both stout. NDSU has the top scoring defense in the FCS. MSU is at 19 turnover margin. The Bison are one of the best in the business in the FCS, fourth best. Montana State is seventh best, so on paper, I know games aren't played on paper, but you take a look at the statistics, the analytics tell us these two teams have a lot in common, but there's the big old butt. I like big butts, I will not lie. Trey Lance is the big butt today, guys. I think he's the difference maker in this football game. I think NDSU against Montana State's defense has a better chance of throwing the football. I don't see Montana State coming into the dome, having much success slinging it around with one of the best defensive backfields in school history. The one thing that we talked about the last couple of games is NDSU getting off to a strong start. And ironically, he had Ben Ellison against Nichols, you know, for a positive 20-plus yard play, a big play. You look at Ty Brooks run number one to the boundary on the near sideline for a big play, but NDSU didn't do anything with it. So if they get a big play today to start the game against Montana State or on a drive, they're going to have to find ways to, even if it's a field goal early on, just get some points, play with the lead, and find a way to control the tempo of this game. And one thing for Trey Lance is here's always been the question since day one. How much will they run Trey Lance? Because, well, we we don't know what we have with Zeb Noel and and, and Noah Sanders behind him and, and company. Well, I tell you what, I think in a game like this, especially with the second half against Illinois State, the best option for NDSU offensively was Trey Lance running the football. They're making a backyard play when the play broke down or on the opposite side, having a chance to, you know, just develop a play for 5, 10 yards down the field. So my question is, how many run pass options for rollouts might we see today from Trey Lance? Because that's the one thing Illinois State did a good job of. If there was a rollout or a stretch play, they had a outside linebacker defensive back there. So Trey Lance early on, if he can find a Christian Watson, how healthy again is Phoenix Sproles. We haven't talked about the big tight ends as much as we did to start the season. That could be a key going into this game. But at the end of the day, if Trey Lance can get a couple of passes early, get in rhythm, then it's really a matter of how much does Tyler Roll and company want to say, hey, Trey, go win us the football game like an Easton stick. Go win us the football game like a Carson Wentz. It's going to be put on not totally your shoulders, but we're going to give you enough opportunity opportunities to get 250 300 maybe even 350 yards if the offense really you know hones in today you know over the course of this dynasty if you will ndsu has had the luxury of having probably the best quarterback in fcs every single season it may not be statistically where last year devlin hodges was the was the walter payton award winner easton stick coming in second because hodges had these great stats but easton stick was far and away the best quarterback in the fcs i don't think there was any debate in the national landscape about that Trey Lance is the best quarterback in the FCS this season. And what did we see last year with Easton Stick against South Dakota State in the semifinal? If I recall correctly, I think Chris Kleiman said it either in the postgame presser or that Monday press conference afterwards, Easton was the best player in FCS. So we were going to put the game on his shoulders and let him win us the game. I agree with you, Chase. I think a lot of this comes down to how much they want to use Trey Lance in the run game. I, I agree with Swanee. He opened up the show saying that, NDSU might have a little more success passing the football today. I think that's true because Montana State is going to try to sell out to stop the run like an Illinois State did. But on the flip side, you see, uh, we see on paper that they're 
two similar teams offensively, right? Montana State, North Dakota State, they love to run the football. They love to just jam it down your throat and whittle that clock down and, be, and beat you the hard way. They run the ball differently, right? They, they, they run different schemes. We might see some wildcat from, from the Bobcats today. They have three rushers that are over 500 yards. Uh, they just run the ball a little bit differently. So for whatever the stats say on paper, these teams are a little bit different in how they scheme the run game. It'll be interesting to see because coming off a week where NDSU, I thought, did a phenomenal job of halting probably the best running back in FCS and James Robinson to under 100 yards. I think he finished a game with 94 or something like that in less than 30 carries. I, I, th- I think that gives this front seven of NDSU a whole bunch of confidence going up against now a more versatile stable of running backs in Montana State. And it comes down to... You know, when Illinois State needed to pass the football last week, it wasn't so successful. Now, Montana State's quarterback isn't a true freshman that doesn't have the experience like a Bryce Jefferson did last week. But I, I, I don't know if I can put that much stock in Montana State when they do need to drop back and pass and get a first down on third and eight, third and nine, third and seven. This code green defense, guys, they've answered the bell every single time. I don't think we've talked about that enough, how well they played last week because it's getting overshadowed with this idea that NDSU only scored nine points against a Missouri Valley team. Code green only gave up three points, and they played arguably their best game of the year last week. How I have no evidence to tell me that that's not going to that that's going to change this week. Code green has been playing very very well lately. All year long, they've been playing very very well Derek Tuska and Jabril Cox are two of the best players defensively in the FCS that's secondary with Michael Tutsi James Hendricks Hazen Bridges they're playing extremely well as far as the numbers go Nolan I remember coach Kleiman and you misquoted him he didn't say Easton was the best it. quarterback in the best FCS. Player, yes. He said Easton was the best quarterback in college football oh yeah okay college football last year in the semifinal game 44 to 21 NDSU win over South Dakota State in the semis. No, fake it's news. Like, Come on, Swanee. I'm fake news over here. Busting my bean bags here, bro. <laughs> Easton was 12 of 15 passing for a buck 69 with a passing touchdown. He ran the ball. They took the rubber tape and the bubble wrap off. Easton had 16 carries for 147 yards, three touchdowns. I expect that if Montana State has shown. A propensity to yield some big runs, which I think North Dakota State can hang a couple on him. Trey Lance will be running the football. I think they're going to turn him loose, and I think that's a great point, Nolan. We talked about it on the Thundering Herdcast. Chase, you and myself earlier in the week, Illinois State did a good job taking away the perimeter for North Dakota State from them. Rather, I expect Tyler Roll to be prepared for that. I think NDSU is going to anticipate Montana State trying to do the same thing. Montana State is smaller up front with their front seven. They play more of a 3-4 set than that traditional, typical 4-3 you see in the Valley. So your offensive linemen are going to need to get a hat. Your fullbacks, your tight ends are going to need to account for those linebackers in the rush game. I think the Bison can do that. I think they have the size advantage. You're listening to Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM, the fan, 107.3 FM. We are broadcasting live from Buffalo Wild Wings North by the Fargo Dome. We got a pair of tickets to this afternoon's semifinal game. It's a sellout standing room only. 
The Dome will be rocking. Stop by. We are giving those away. want to thank our sponsors, Gate City Bank. Show your bison pride today with the free NDSU Gate City Bank debit card. Visit gatecity.bank slash mycard. Gate City Bank for a better way of life. Member FDIC. Muscatel Burns Ford of Holly. Get your next Ford from Ward. And Seabird Power Sports, Welton's Tire Service, Yankee Insurance, Altendorf Trucking and Express, and Norwood Sales. Guys, today I think North Dakota State will be more aggressive in the play calling. I would expect last week, Christian Watson and Trey Lance connected early, almost 100 yards passing and catching between those two, including that deep bomb where the bison, ah, we get down inside the six-yard line. We can't turn it into a touchdown. We need to do that today. If there's one thing you take away from this radio show this morning, tell your buddies we need to turn red zone opportunities into touchdowns. I think the Bison are going to be more inclined to take some shots down the field to try to loosen up that defense, whether it's a Watson, whether it's getting some of those tight ends involved in the game. And the other thing, we have not seen running backs coming out of the backfield catching passes for what feels like an infinity amount of time that's something the bison have done so well in the past whether it was bruce anderson or john crockett or dj mcnorton will we see the bison running backs whether it's that screen game or the wheel routes we got to see a wheel route for a touchdown today right leaking those running backs out of the backfield where is that been we haven't seen the delta formation or that diamond formation in, in a long time, and when we do see it, it's only for, it's only for one or two plays. And I don't know if that's because Seth Wilson, you know, is not mm-hmm. in there, and because he's been out the entire year where he normally shines in those situations. Nothing against Ty Brooks or a Cofield or a Johnson or a Dimitri Williams, but if you feel like Dimitri Williams on is is not a hundred percent, or you have one or two running backs that are a hundred percent, yeah, package probably goes out the window. The one thing. That stands out to me against this Montana State defense and NDSU's offense is the numbers are kind of similar from earlier in the week when you're taking a look at the two teams. I mean, they both average, you know, in the mid to high 30s for points. The one problem, though, that I have looking at this Montana State team is they always get they give up about 20 points per game. And that's always the question for me is, you know, how many points can you score against NDSU where you feel comfortable to knock them off in football? So that's something, you know, later on as this kind of continues that we'll hit on. But 20 to your point about uh, running backs i don't think we're going to see it just because tyler roll hasn't had the bubble screen vegan-esque kind of play calling and and we just haven't seen a delta formation this year i think because your best receiving running back with seth wilson's Mm -hmm. been out the entire year so i just don't think we're going to see it that much as the game moves along today I, i think a lot of us have forgotten that Seth Wilson is still on this team, right? Because he has been out the whole year. I mean, he got hurt in in, in fall camp, and he and uh, knee injury. Hopefully, he's back for next year. But I, I he was going to be the number one running back, guys. Yeah. I mean, he was going to be the number one guy on that depth chart, and him not being there and his we saw it when he broke out a couple years ago. That was his skill set was catching those passes out of the backfield. I remember that semifinal game against Sam Houston State. He just killed Sam Houston State with that with that out of the backfield catching passes. So I, I agree with you, Chase. I think from a personnel standpoint, that's not in Ty Brooks' skill set. Adam Cofield can do a little bit of it. He caught a screen pass for a touchdown at Delaware, I think, if, early in the year. That's a little bit in his skill set, but you don't have that tried and true running back that can come out of the backfield and catch passes. I'm interested to see how 
Montana State, their, their front seven stacks up against NDSU's offensive line because they're not as physically imposing as a John Ridgway or as a Sully Leach from, from, from Nichols State. They're not necessarily that big and imposing. On the flip side, the front five for NDSU, pretty big and imposing. And like to Swanee's point earlier in the show, I think there's going to be a good amount of nasty to this Rams team, oh, yeah. to, this, to this Rams unit today. I think they just absolutely overpower Montana State's front seven. Get you some nasty. we got to hit a break here, guys. We'll come back, and that's a great segue. That's what we call that in the biz, a segue. When we come back, we're going to hear from coach, offensive line coach A.J. Blazek, and NDSU offensive lineman Cordell Volson on Heard It Here with Swanee. want to thank our wonderful presenting sponsors this morning, Gate City Bank. Whether you're buying, building, or refinancing, Gate City Bank provides locally approved, financed, and serviced home loans. I got my home loan from Gate City Bank. True story. Gate City Bank, for a better way of life, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Muscatel Burns, Fort Holly, get your next Ford from Ward. And Seaberg Power Sports, Weldon's Tire Service, Yaki Insurance, Altendorf Truck and N Express, and Norwood sales at semifinal Saturday, baby. You better be cranked up and enjoying it because it don't get any better than this. More heard it here with Swanee coming up right after this.